This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. A manager. All right, well, we recorded that, so thanks for that. So, hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. In the aftermath of Darren Moore parting company with Sheffield Wednesday, a number of teams have been to the bookies' favourites. We've gone from sensational Carlos returns to Steven Gerrard and currently stand at Dean Smith via virtual unknown European coaches. As a number of men on holiday in Benidorm get 120 plus three tattooed on their ankles, we will try and discuss the pros and cons of some of the candidates. And Ash will relive the horrors spending another five hours at a fans forum with the chairman. Ash, how was that, pal? All right. Like pulling bloody teeth, man. And you know that, going to Turkey. Well, you see, it's something I can, can, you know, empathise with. So I tell you what, let's let's start with the fans forum, Ash. It's been a week. I hope you've recovered. Uh, I I hope you're caught up on your sleep. Uh, Can can you give us a blow-by-blow account? Uh, Not in a... Not in a mucky way. Uh, I can try, Dan. I mean, it, it, like I say, it's been a, been over a week and I've been on a stag do at the weekend, so I'm a bit hazy. So, you know. Um, well, what can I say? Started off well. Started off really well. I had a nice... Tell, tell us about right at the start, Ash. Tell us about that bit. Yeah, I had a lovely pie with mushy peas, gravy and a bit of hendos. So, I mean, it was all going downhill from there, mate. Yeah, yeah, you, you peaked it, it, early, didn't you? Peaked early. Now, well, got in there, obviously, anyone listening who was there, um, it, was quite, it was a sellout, apparently, which, um, for one thing, he, he actually did have a good idea, the chairman, and obviously it was £10 a chuck. Um, any any profit from what's pies, what are they, a quid a go or something? So, And then at the end, the, the chairman doubled what they made to charity, So, which is fair play. Um, yeah, and it might... Yeah. Didn't mind chucking a tenner at that uh, at all. Um, yeah, got in there. There was a, a bit of a staging bit with a with a raised section with four 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 chairs. Um, and and that's did you, it. Did you get excited that you're thinking you might see somebody unveiled that evening? Did you genuinely like? Nah, nah. what wheeling Carlos out that the the uh, the bookies uh, had him meeting in the day or something, weren't they? And it was it was a fan. Well, the bookies' favourite for being. Uh, uh, unveiled the next manager, but no, no, four places empty. Uh, everyone's speculating who can be up there. Um, obviously, it was uh, the chairman, uh, Liam Dooley, Trevor Bra- Braithwaite, the I think he's the communications director. I think is uh, yeah, yeah, he's Rick- the communications from Braithwaite and Son, the, the yeah. only people that are allowed to talk to the players, and uh, Stan, who's the uh, stadium and like manager stadium manager grounds manager thing so anything security and, and stadium wise he's he's the man um but basically they, they it should have just been one chair up there like mastermind because not they spoke a couple of sentences 
each. It was just the chairman show. He he he, he answered every question, um, and it, well, I say he answered every question. He answered the questions, and then and then diverted off to a load of other avenues and alleyways that had probably nothing to do with the the question that was answered asked. Sorry. Um, there was a uh, there was a couple of things came out of it, Ash. Uh, just before we go and delve down into into what was said, do you feel that there are any points where the chairman's point was kind of missed and misrepresented? Uh, you know what I mean? It kind of tried to make a joke, and they've said, "Oh well, you know, he's clearly said this just to, just to try and vilify him a little bit." Um, I don't I don't know, probably, but then again, I didn't. I, I haven't read obviously the the local journalists or whoever reported. I haven't really read because I, I was there. I'm not really bothered. Um, it was. It was. Yeah, I could, you I didn't could, want to relive it in print. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was for what was it? Six hours of my life, virtually nearly. That I won't get back. Um, it was. Yeah, there, there were some questions. People going over the, the same usual. I'm. I'm a member of the uh, supporters engagement panel, and I. I should have known. Because I know what he's like. I've I've sat in a fair, fair few meetings with the chairman for this, and I know how he goes off on a tangent after trying to explain. Um, and he, his English isn't that bad. It's just some words. When he gets to swear and stuff, he's bang on. Like any any uh, any person, you can always learn to swear in the uh, another language and get it perfect. Um, but he was he was very. Uh, he came across as that he, he wanted to answer every question uh, and answer it right. And there was a couple of occasions that Trevor, who was sat next to him, would tap him or just give him a look or something where he might be going too far or um, not say the wrong thing, but, you know, just probably give him more information at the time that really he should do. Um, he, he was very... He's it, hard. Well, like I say, it was a week ago as well, so it's hard. But he he wanted he, he wanted to come across uh, as I feel. He wanted to come across that he actually is engaged with the fans. He did one answer. He, he he didn't shy away from any any question that I remember. You know, any question that came, it wasn't like we'll come back to that one or somebody else stepped in and answered. He would answer every question. Go on, Steve. Yeah, I was just going to ask you a question. I'm waiting for you to finish, actually, mate. Um, question. Do you think the timing of the Moore situation, I know it, it might sound like a daft question, it, it's obviously, it's has it overhyped the forum and turned it into something that it wasn't going to be? So, you know, there's no, in my opinion, there's no way that they planned to have that forum when they had the forum and then made the, the Darren Moore announcement and then gone, we'll keep the forum if that makes sense. So I think yeah. the forum was probably going to be around stadium, ticket prices, shirts, so on and so forth, and would have probably ended up being a positive when they originally scheduled it around, look, we've got this guy that's come in um, before we've had any sort of chat at sort of senior level. Um, take the, the the positives of Wembley, 96 points, promotion, fans parade at City Hall. Right, let's kick on now. Darren Moore's got idea, plan, plan, plan. Um, and we go from there, and it would have been a very different sort of atmosphere, wouldn't it, if 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 the situation that arose the night before hadn't happened? Mm. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. You you can't say for sure, but yeah, definitely. But I, I wouldn't say the atmosphere in the room was hostile, or I mean, the bar wasn't open, which was probably a good move. You know, <laughs> sat there for five hours and things. But it, I don't. I didn't feel it was hostile. Uh, obviously, the news that came out twenty four hours previous. It was on everyone's minds, and obviously the, the chairman's there in front of him. So the first few questions and, and everything was about Darren Moore and and his thought process around it. And obviously, he, he was very respectful to Darren. He he said he did say that they still talk uh, and everything. There was the, there was nothing bad from the discussion that they had or whatever meeting that came up with this. Um, and he did offer. But what he did say was that he wouldn't he wouldn't say any more on the situation until Darren Moore spoke out. So if Darren Moore went to, know, for whatever reason, went to a local journal and did a two-page spread of his time at Sheffield Wednesday, which Chancery didn't say that he couldn't or he didn't to everyone, but he did say that if Darren Moore did um, say anything, 
then he would respond and, and make comment. So he didn't go into any of the background stuff, which you wouldn't expect. He's just he just parted company with his manager twenty four hours before, hasn't he? So, so uh, I, I can see that being a, an overarching thing, Ash. Like you know what I mean? Trying you know kind of put a thing on it, and, and as Daf it sounds fair play to him for shutting it down. Like there was part of it that's like, lads, it's been a day. Come on now. Let's, let's talk up, but it would have been very difficult because there would have been a load of people sharpening their sticks and pickaxes yeah. and whatnot. Um, so talk to me about why are our shirts 15 quid more expensive? Why are our season tickets 150 quid more expensive than everybody else? It, it's the, on the, on the shirt situation. It did, it did, it, it did say that they should be more expensive. Which is hard. Odd, what this is, uh, well. I, all right, I'll, all right. He said, "Fuck all." He says, <laughs> "Do the voice, just... Ash. Do the voice, I, and you're Chad serious as far as I'm concerned right now." And I'm going to go shit that talking bollocks. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not. Is I'm not, is I'm the voice doing. appropriate for no, audio no, meeting? No. Of course it's not. <laughs> what is it? Uh, I don't know what the, the there's a word for it in there, but no. He he did say obviously they, they, they could be more expensive. Um, they're not. Uh, the question was about obviously elevate, and he said he did say that they they brought that in. It was his own in in houses to see. Is but people moaned about that. They've gone they, out. They from... they were fucking terrible. Like the the quality was awful. They only lasted well, one wash. Now, nah, well, sweat. everyone's different. Mark Lewis had well, my lad had had two or three of them hundreds of times playing football, and not one issue with them. But I know people were taking them back to the shop after one wash and stuff. So must have that's a problem. Patch. That's a problem with that's a problem within itself, isn't it? You yeah. want if, if you're going to pay that money, if I, if yeah. we all bought the same shirt and we're paying fifty quid or whatever it was at the time, you want every shirt to be the same. You don't want to be going right. Well, Dan's Dan managed to wear it five times. Yeah, the, the owl fallen off Simon's, and it says elevate instead of elevate on yours. Do you know what I mean? But my, my issue with it would, was, Steve, with it with Elevate, was that like it was sixty-five quid or sixty quid, or it was it was a ridiculous amount of money. If I'm paying that amount of money, I expect it to be of some kind of quality with one of the top-end yeah. sports brands, right? Yeah. Now totally this, totally this is going to sound oh, mental, so, but so I, is Mac- Macron's a top-end sports brand in the sixty-five quid? So you, you should be happy at that price. Stokes are fifty, same brand. Don't give shit what he's got to say. The the owners. Worth five point five billion and got a massive thing, so they're gonna. It's all about profit, sustainability. So they're gonna be pumping money in. I don't, I don't get the the their shirts fifty quid and ours are sixty five argument. It's so can I pull up, can I pull up that one? So what you what you've just said there, and I don't know the answer to this. Is what you're saying there because uh, Stoke have got more money, they can charge less for the shirts under profit and sustainability, and because we've I, got I, less money. I don't know. I, I'm not a thing, but I'm just thinking that the owners, they've got billions and billions. And and if they're subsidising the shirts, so they could be 65 quid. I, I don't know. If you went on Macron's actual website that you can buy the shirts from, then they all be the same price. I don't know. But it could be 50 quid in the Stoke shop. Mm. I don't, right. I don't, I don't, yeah. So, But what I'm just saying is, Dan, you were just saying about 65. Macron, they, they have some of the biggest teams in Europe, don't they? Manufacturer, yeah. that that is a a higher <laughs> end. Yes, it's not your Nike, Adidas, and Puma and all that, but sixty five quid. You said you said if it was sixty five quid and it was an elevate, not elevate, you'd you'd be all right with it. But then yeah, you just but the, you, know, you, you it, want it, that you want that consistency across the piece, don't you? So if I'm going in, if I if I'm a let's take it away from football. If I'm a, a an NBA fan and I, I like my, my my throwback jerseys on my basketball tops. If I'm a, a Bulls fan. Uh, versus Knicks, who haven't won anything in years, versus Lakers, versus um, Nuggets have just won. If I'm going in there and they're all being branded by Nike or by whoever it is that's branding the shirt, the, the jerseys, surely I'm not being penalised for being a fan of the Knicks or a fan of the Bulls or in, whoever it is. In America, it works It works differently. So every everybody in each le- uh, league has its... Uh, own brand of kit, right? It's not like we're here where we have Castore and Macron and yeah, Adidas yeah, yeah. and Nike. The, the league has all Nike, all yeah, Reebok, yeah, all yeah. you know the helmets used to be all made by Riddle, right? Now the Adidas kit 
the Arsenal one is 110 quid, and they spelt that thing wrong. That's why I found out how much it was, right? So, if you use that as an example, so our kit, you know, 65 quid compared to 110. <laughs> seems seems like a drop in the ocean, right? But, my, you know, when I, when I was saying that I'd want one of the bigger sports brands, I was talking about Elevate being a shit sports brand. And do you remember the kit came out? Uh, what was it? Six months, three months too late. And it, and when it came out, it was reduced from 69, right? Do you remember that? And he tried to charge a 70 quid at one point. So now it's 65 quid. The same manufacturer who also play in bloody stripes, right, are charging 15 quid less than ours. Now, granted, the best thing is done is got it out early, right? Brilliant. I'm really chuffed with that because now we've got more opportunity as a club to make money with birthdays coming up through the summer, which is what we should have been doing the entire time Chan Series been at the club. What a, you know, great marketing move, even though we've all been saying it on Twitter for, what, eight years now, right? That's great. Now, this is a lovely kit and it's been ruined by a shitty sponsor, but don't get me started on that again, right? Now, I, I do not understand how it can be justified that that's £65. And it's the same with the um, with the season tickets as well. Now, in terms of GDP, in terms of, uh, you know, capita per person, we are 39th out of 40 in the, in, in the big city. We are in a, you know, Sheffield is in, you know, a low-income area. And to introduce a capitalism model into, because they demand for it, I can charge what I want, isn't in the vein of how we see ourselves in Yorkshire, right? We have there, there is an element in Yorkshire where we're like, you know, we're always portrayed like, look at that depressing full Monty season that's just come out. We're all like, oh, we're so poor. We can't afford anything. But still, because there are thousands of people wanting to it, you can creep in a five or a 10 or even 15 quid or in the case of the season ticket, it's 150 quid and people still buy it. The only way we're going to get those prices down is if we stop turning up, but we won't because that's how capitalism works. There's a demand for it. The best example I can give you is when people are spending 30 grand on tickets for the Super Bowl, for example. They're that expensive because people will pay it. And what we have now in this country is this entire uh, crossover of uh, people buying things, as buying success and buying nice things and it's not born out of welfare and it's not born out of humanity and it's not born out of fair for all. Best examples I can give you, you know, the, the best one is to bring this Sheffield Wednesday is you can go to Wembley if you buy a season ticket for next year. Pure capitalism model, right? Pure capitalism. Because they've gone, hey, if you can afford that, you can afford this and then come on in, pal. Uh, I went to well, Miami once. On that, right? on that. Go sorry, on. I know you're thinking, but on that, that you didn't have to buy a season ticket. You, sorry, you did because of the demand for the tickets, but that yes. wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't born on uh, thing. That was because obviously we sold our thirty-seven thousand. Was it thirty-eight thousand? Right. And then they didn't get to general sale because of yep everything. So it wasn't the club's fault, is it? It's not. It's not them. They're not saying you had to buy a season ticket to get that. Of that... Yeah, they're, they're, they're the ones, they're the club are the people that brought in the availability of that ticket for Wembley if you bought another season ticket. Nobody else was in charge of that, right? And and that is a capitalism no, model. Yeah, yeah, it's because the demand from the fans, though, isn't it? Because if you'd have gone, right. if, if, if the club had gone, right, season ticket holders can get it nine o'clock Monday morning, and then yep. nine o'clock Tuesday morning, rest of rest of them, you know, the, all, every, yep. everyone else can buy a ticket. But no, we brought in tiers, didn't yeah, we? We'll Set by the club yeah. for people what have spent money. Again, yeah. capitalism model, right? Nothing oh. is born out of fairness anymore and born out of, Hang on, just indulge me for five minutes. Come on, finish this point, right? Nothing is born out of fairness and equality. And as a society, we are slipping that way. And I think that Sheffield Wednesday is at the forefront in football of that. Let me give you another example. For example, I went to the F1 in Miami. It was a Red Bull corporate do, and we got a bus from Miami South Beach to the stadium. Now, those that know the area, if you've been before, it's like a two and a half hour drive to go to the Miami Dolphin Stadium uptown. We got there in, in an hour because Red Bull had paid the police to give us a um, an escort all up the road, just straight down. There's people moving out of the way. We had Japanese kids taking our pictures. It was absolutely insane. Now, that they got that 
because they paid for it. Can you imagine walking to a local Bobby shop and going, listen, I fancy going to go and watch the Wendy next week. Do you mind giving me an escorted with the blue lights up, 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 up Eccleshall Road? They'll be like, get on, you stupid sod. We've got criminals to catch because we don't have, as a, as a country, a, a capitalism model. But because it's creeping in and because Chancery isn't from England, he doesn't understand the outcry. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand what the outcry is. It's like, well, if you want it, pay for it. But we from a country where, and especially an area in the country where, it's got to be fair. It's not fair. I can't believe it. Even down to the NHS, right? You look at the NHS. The, this is a, a product that was born out of out of welfare, born out of making sure that everybody's looked after. But now, all of a sudden, under the Tories, who are, who is another competition, who is another conversation, right? Born out of there, you can now pay 15 quid to get seen by a doctor via an online system. You can pay uh, for private healthcare to get you bumped up the list and get it done quicker. That's a capitalism model. And that's what Chancery has brought into Sheffield Wednesday. And to bring this full circle, we as an area in Sheffield, we're not prepared for that right now, but we're already in one. Whoa! <laughs> That was a long way, but do you understand what I mean? He you doesn't understand. I get it. He's not no, from I, this country. I, I, I don't necessarily think. It, well, that that's the root of it, isn't it? You, you know, he, he's coming from, and he's, he's the one thing I'd say about Chancery, and on on top of everything that you've just said there, in in sort of any sort of rebuttal, is that all the negativity that has been thrown at the blow, what I will say about it is there's no arguing whether we agree with it or not. There's no arguing that he's spent literally hundreds of millions. He hasn't necessarily yep. spent it well, but he's spent yep. a shit ton of money and he's got to recoup that money because he's a businessman. <clears throat> and the, the people, the the, the, the source of the, 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 the recoupment, if that's a word, the recouping of, of, of his money is us. You know, the working class, the hardworking guys, the people. And we've talked about this. We talked about this last we're, season. We're not we hardworking people to him. We're customers. Oh, 100%. Absolutely right. But ultimately, we are. We <coughs> talked about this last season. You know, we are on this fan, uh, on this, this podcast, on this show, whether you're watching, you're listening, whatever level it is, we are very, very lucky to be able to do what we do. And whether that be through fair means of foul, we are in a situation where we sit as we are tonight and we're recording on, MacBooks, we've got mics on, we've got headpieces, these plasmas in the background. Fucking Pete McKees aren't cheap. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I mean joking aside, and, we, and we, can, we can point to all the stuff that we, we, we've got. Our lifestyle, for what it is at the minute, is great, but ultimately there's a significant proportion of people in society, in our fan base, that are going to struggle to meet what we meet. And yes. some of us struggle to meet what we meet as well. So I totally agree with what you're saying. He's spent a lot of money doing what he's what he's done. And I think he's now in a situation, it's almost like the um, the whirlpool, the cycle of the water going down the sinkhole. And he's trying to stop that because he's just chucking money after money after money. And to, 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 to go back again, bringing things full circle, the season ticket prices, the, the admission prices on a match day, the fact that, it, you know, it's going to charge... He's charging people the top side of £30 to go and watch our football team next year on a day-to-day -day basis. I've just paid whatever I've paid for the season ticket that I've got to sit in the same seat that I was sitting in last year. Last year, it was great because we got 96 points. We were top at league. We went to Wembley. We had fantastic days, fantastic memories. The best I could hope for, and this is a, a, a tangent, the best I can hope for uh, as, as it stands right now, 18th. 19th, 20th. I paid stupid money to go and watch my team toil at the bottom of the mid table at best. You don't you pay the I mean? season ticket though, just in the good times, do you? You pay it all the time. You, no, you, you don't. You're not paying, you're not paying your season ticket for 96 points, being top of the league or getting to Wembley. You pay your season ticket, you may finish bottom with five points, don't yeah. you? It doesn't. It, the, the, what happens? You pay your X amount, whatever it'll be, and you can't guarantee what happens. So I don't. It's... But, but, but the, the groundswell and the feeling of emotion around people and, you know, it's a conversation for another time. Well, no, it's not. It's a conversation for now. I'd, I'd argue that if the, the, the ticket prices were cheaper, forget the you've got to get 30,000 people through the door and our half it to £400. But if he'd, got the, the pricing, yeah, if he'd got the pricing strategy right, and I said it at the time, the pricing strategy, 
he must have come up with a, a, a reason why he's charged people what they've charged. And he must have an argument in his head that it's easier to sell, what, 20000 at that price and 25000 at what the other price. Forgive me, I'm not doing the maths. But yeah. surely if he reduced, he sells more. And I'm not saying I, I, we're talking... I, I don't think he would. I, I, I don't think he would. I, I, I think it's like there's a demand for this. Let's jack it up. I think it's just, it, it genuinely... As simple as that. Now, if you are watching this on YouTube, folks, this is not a picture of Simon in the corner. Uh, I've, I've just realised we've been recording for 24 minutes, and we've had we've had updates from the uh, from the fans forum. We've had you know rants from Stevie and I about capitalism. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to ask, ask Ash in reference to the fans forum? Not particularly. Now they're the same every time. I went to the Dave Allen one where he called somebody a venomous bitch. Doesn't matter who's oh, in charge you. of the football club. They make they make a shit show. They make a shit show of it. The fans can never agree. They don't agree. They do agree. Football shirts are too expensive. Football shirts are too cheap. I've just had a look. Macron's club brew shirt is seventy quid. One of them is eighty five quid. We can compare. We can contrast. This is the football club we've got to deal with. We're in. I think our chairman is in a situation where he's shit scared of doing what he did a few years ago in regards to getting caught by FFP. We haven't got the escape clause of buying buying the ground anymore because he can't buy that again. He's already bought it. Um, we've got uh, and it 14... still cost us. It still cost us points, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've got. Well, that's the reason why we got relegated. Um, we've got fourteen first team players. I would imagine a few of them are on decent money. We've got to double that at least to to even have a go at competing next season. Plus, he's got to take a manager on. Plus, he's got to invest in the stadium. Um, just to keep the thing ticking over, because when he bought it, he bought a lame dog. I mean, literally, they plugged the lights in to, to um, keep the pictures green, and it blew all the substation. They had to put a new substation in, and the, the, the redecorating, because the, the place was on its arse. I'm not defending him, but like Ash said, he's had to stick his hand in his pocket. Football clubs are follies, and if you think you're going to make money out of a football club, you're severely mistaken. They are a rich man's you will only make You'll only make money if you're in the Premier League. It's as simple as that. In the it's Premier League, exactly like that. Exactly. Because one thing I was going to yeah, say so he... on, on, on the flip side of it was that you see a lot of clubs, especially in the Championship, trying to get to the promised land of the Premier League where you can make untold fortunes, right? Is that there are a lot of them falling foul of FFP now. We've got the... Par because the parachute payments are make it really difficult to get out of that league. And you have to be really competitive. The fact that we got to the playoff final against Hull City is actually impressive. When you really think about the teams that came down that could have gone up that, that year. Um, so, you know, is it a move to avoid FFP? If I were Chancery, I'd sit there and go, yes. And then move on. <laughs> I think, I think on, on, the FFP, on the FFP side... Oh, sorry, Sam. Go on, Sam. Sorry. I... I by all accounts, we've we've got wages. We lose the club's losing money hand over fist, and we've signed. We've got a lot of players who played in League One who are on Championship wages. Um, and I'm not just talking Barry Bannon. I'm talking, you know, we're we're, we're going to attract players like Volks. We're attracting players like uh, Buyers, etc. They're not going to be on cheap wages, are they? You know, so we've 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 we we're on a loss loss making model already. Now, I don't agree with the season ticket prices whatsoever. I was very lucky, and I think the viewers were, because we've had them for so long, that mine hasn't gone up at all, really, over the last 10 years. But if anybody wants to, went to Emily and then wants to buy a season ticket, Jesus Christ, you know, hats off to them if they buy them and then buy a shirt and, and, and everything else that comes with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've, Ethan's had a shirt. You know, I won't buy one, um, but Ethan's had one. Um I'm so we, the... we're saddled with this huge debt that we're carrying over and carrying over and carrying over. And when you get into the championship, uh, is it Norwich who just signed somebody for... Uh, no, Leicester just signed somebody for 10 million. Is it 10 million? Yeah. 10 million. And, and, and Kogay as well. They've spent 17 million or it's time to make 17 million. And then they're attracting Kearney, who's Fulham's captain. So what money is he going to be on? And then they've got two others that I've seen that have been linked as well. So, you know, all, all your points are valid. And the only thing I'd sort of maybe counter with, if, if, if people don't mind, I'd, I'd, the, the, the championship salaries in League One, has he not learned his lesson? Is, are we not talking about 
get no, it coming because we're, that's we're paying for it. Yeah. And, and are it's, we not at a point where how are we? How do we stand? And I don't know the answer to this. How do we stand versus? I'm not going to take Ipswich because from what I can see, from what I see, and I might be wrong, Ipswich are spunking money at it and they are at risk. If they're, they're going to be at top six next fine, season. Well, they've got to be because if not, they are in trouble. In the fans' forum for the FFP thing is Chan Siri said the budget this season is 14 million. That's what they've, they can spend to just is their limit for the 39 million over three seasons, is it? So it's right. 14 million. That's, okay. that's it. That's, that's, that, that's, that's that 39 million threshold has been there for nearly a decade now. Well, this, this is it. Why, why does it I, not go up? I, exactly. You, 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 you and, think and, so. What and, this is the, with... and then when you have so many clubs that are, who are ex-premiership who, who are still... I, I haven't actually gone through the championship in regards to how many clubs are still being paid um, parachute payments. But it's not just three, is it? You know, there's 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 quite a few there that are still going through that parachute payment stage, who haven't managed to get up. I would imagine West Brom are there or thereabouts. Obviously Norwich and those teams that haven't gone up. Um, so they have that that distorts that thirty nine million, doesn't it? Because they've got these parachute payments on top of. So and, and they're Premier also League driving assets as well. Premier League assets being players, stadiums, etc. Plus also as well. They're buying players for ten million. So you know, if you want to buy an half decent championship, are you going to go to Leicester where they're going to pay you a decent salary? Are you going to go to Sheffield Wednesday? You know, it's so it's you know skewed. to bring this full circle. Ash, did they speak about our youth academy bringing anybody through? Because the other side <laughs> of the city has um, has always had a lion's share of producing talent. From, yeah. from from theirs, and we haven't. We don't produce good players. Stevie's going to give me a look about LP2, but I'm talking like uh-huh. top-end Premier League winning ones like Kyle Walker. Sellable assets. I can't play. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about sellable assets, aren't you? I'm talking yeah. about having a but, decent academy but, that, that sell- just yeah. some shit-kickers just go, I'll play football. No, but the, the irony is, the irony on that one, sorry, Ash, the irony on that one is the, the best asset that we've got from a sellability point of view, we let, we let go and he's gone and won Premiership or the Premier League. Who? Jamie Vardy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, Christ, I thought you were talking about under Chancery. I'm like, bloody... No, no, no. Ooh, I'm saying... Ooh, the, the whole, sorry, the whole status of the academy, I'm, 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 it was a, a statement in terms of endorsing what you were saying. Where yeah. It's not yeah, just yeah. about the players that we've produced. <clears throat> in order to produce Kyle Walker and Norton and Maguire and whoever it is that United have, have ended up sort of churning out, they had to have that infrastructure. And we just aren't there, you know. You look at you look but at so, where we are in terms of our academy and what we've got in terms of facilities, infrastructure, coaching, uh, forward-thinking models, progression. We do respect to to the club that I love. We're 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 miles away from it in terms of what we've got, and we're, so, we're, we've made in, 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 uh, inbounds on it, but nowhere near. To, to quantify that, Steve, you look at Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs. They've got these huge this huge youth network. And they loan them out and they can amortize it or something or some highfalutin maths. And it actually makes them money, right? It makes Sheffield United money. It makes it makes Chelsea money. And it makes Arsenal and Spurs and all these clubs with these huge networks, right? We are and have been for a number of years the biggest club in the area aside leads, right? If I'm if I'm brutally honest. You know, that's why everybody hates us because because we're the biggest, right? In terms of South Yorkshire, right? Currently, over the last 25 years, Sheffield United have been the better team, right? But we're the bigger club. We're, you know, we're we're the bigger legacy, as it were. So we've got the reach. Now, if we had a decent network, we could be sending our players out on loan. We could be the ones trying to make a few quid. And to again, to bring this full circle, instead of investing money into the youth system, he's charging us for it because there's a demand. Mm-hmm. We're the ones paying for his fuck-ups not him chucking more money in and trying to create some sellable assets. But that that whole model, you then have to create a situation where, you know, you, you might have to go, we're going to drop and we might spend four or five years in League One toiling about and dealing with. Yeah, we have do you know dropped, what I mean? And what we got? 15, 15 quid on a shirt and 150 quid on a season ticket. Yeah. We, we had a yeah. chance there and fucked yeah. it. Yeah. Right, Ash. That was uh, that was the best part of thirty-five minutes talking about the fans' form. Was there anything else that came out of it? 
Um, couple of highlights. Um, he just basically said the rumours about Bella Bashiru going to AC Milan were utter bollocks. Um, <laughs> Which is true. Uh, uh-huh. Well, yeah. Um, what else? Something uh, I can't remember. I, I, I can't remember. He said something about ask the local journalists and give them a, a good scowl over in the corner where they were typing on the laptops. Um, oh, really? About, yeah, about some like rumours and things like that. So that, I don't know what was said or what's what's been going on there, but I bet they didn't report that. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Oh, just, yeah, the same usual stuff. Um yeah, I can't remember anything. I really, I'm sure the listeners will come up, but like I say, I've had a you, sleep, sleep and a drink by then. Did you? Did you feel bored? Better? Did you feel better coming out of it? <laughs> oh, no. So I think ultimately, ultimately, then, is a fans forum not about raising. Uh, morale, positivity, forward thinking. People should have been coming away from that, going right. But certainly at that stage of the, this stage of the season, certainly with the you know the situation that we've gone through, was it, is it a missed opportunity? And the only the only other thing I'd say on that is, look at what happened two three days later when people have gone, oh, this hasn't gone down really well. So let's go back and give them a sequel where we'll sit and there'll be no questions asked by the public and I'll, I'll make my statements and it'll be what I want to answer and it'll be how I want to answer it. And it'll be in the written form where we can actually read it rather than listen to him. And that's, with due respect to a man whose English is his second language. Um, he came across much better in the, 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 the written word than he did speaking publicly. He should so have... It's essentially have, a suggestion box. They, they should have done... They should have done pre-prepared questions uh, that he could have. The, the, the biggest issue, and I'm sure the people will agree, is they asked, asked, it took him 20 minutes to answer a question. And then he probably, and because he's, he's, he goes on and he goes off, and like I said before, on a tangent, he forgets the actual original question. And then that's lost. And then he'll go, oh, what, what, I'm sorry about that. What did, what was the question? But then everyone's listening to all this other stuff that he's gone off on and actual that it's lost. So if it was a pre-prepared question and he got thing and he got some, and, and even like his communications director, Trevor Braithwaite at the side of him, just like said, or, or gave him a bit of direction, like you, you're rambling or, or because it's like I said, English, second air language, horn. big air horn, any, any, anything, <laughs> just give him a tap or just to interrupt. I know it's his boss. He's the owner. He's not going to interrupt, is it? But just a bit of direction to say, look, you've waffled on for 10 minutes and not answered. This is, and, and say that, and then just try and go through them a bit quicker. Because he wants to yeah. explain stuff, but then over explain it, over explain and lose the point. And that's, yeah, that's the biggest imagine, thing I got from it. Imagine this, right? If he sat there, right? And I, I used to laugh at this question, but I get it's an issue for some. Can we turn down the brightness of the sponsor boards, which is what, which is a question that was asked a couple of years ago on one of the first ones he did. Can we turn down the brightness of the sponsor board? And he'll go, yes, I will ask, I will sort that out. Next question, please. Why is the shirt so expensive? Because SFP. Have you seen what's happening to Reading and QPR? They're in a right load of shit. Next question. Why? I don't, I don't you, understand you, why it needs explaining like he needs, that. He needs media training. In, uh, if he hasn't had media training, then then Trevor Braithway is a bloody idiot because he should be. He doesn't believe in that. He doesn't believe in PR. He doesn't believe in, in all well, that. So he will it, not then, do all that. Then every fans forum that he's fans. done, every fan have Saints name fans. one fans forum that he's done that's been a success. The one where everything was written down. <laughs> that one where he has, there hasn't well, yeah. been there hasn't been one, has there? You know, and and no. and it, it, how many? I don't know how many clubs do fans forums. You know, I've I, I I I don't I don't. Everybody's got like you say. Can we turn the brightness of the advertising boards down? Uh, the the towel the, the the paper dispensers in the toilets aren't very good. Uh, I'm just trying to think of just you know. There's too many steps. You know what I mean? There's too many steps up to its top at grandstand. You know these sort of things. It's just. It's, I, I, it rains. Why, it why rains would the chairman? Why would the chairman need to be bothered by shit like that though? Do you know what I mean? Paper towels, right? Listen, uh, you know, here's a man who's pumped best part of 200 million quid into a club. 
Excuse me, Mr. Chancery. There's no paper towels on cop jankers. What are you talking to me about that for? I don't give a shit. Why are you talking to housekeeping? And then have somebody from housekeeping there talking about bloody paper, bloody towels. Well, I don't, that's, I don't, what, that's, why don't you fucking outsource some of these answers? What are doing exactly. and sat there for? Exactly. That is. That was another one of the biggest things. You had a table of four people. I think Liam Dooley said one sentence and Stan said two sentences about uh, cocaine dogs, sniffer dogs or something that they Just went sat on back. There like, it dogs was cocaine. Dogs, not yeah, but it was the. That's the name that... of the episode, Ash. Write it down. <laughs> oh, so that's, okay, I, okay. <laughs> but that's—I think that's what a lot of people have have got from Chancery. He is very much the man, and whatever he says goes, and he doesn't like to dish out things like like that. He could have just turned to somebody. They all had microphones. He could have just turned yeah. to someone and said, uh, "Trevor or Liam." Um, what? What? You take this. You. You. Your day to day man. You know ins and outs. More, probably better than him. Having a, and you sit there and you go, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I'll ensure it's taken care of in the future. Next question, please. Yeah. yeah. Or, he, or he gives a little bit more. Just, he gives a two or three minutes and not 20 minutes. You know what I mean? It's just, it just the club Full needs stop. to stop doing them. Full stop. Stop yeah, doing was, them. It, Get over running the club. It was a bad so, idea. You know, it was bad. It was timed. It was obviously done before of what happened 24 hours previous. I don't think anybody would have minded at all if it was gone. Look, in due of recent stuff that's happened, we're going to postpone it, or we're going to do it next week. Send your questions in, or X, Y, Z. The irony with that, the irony with that statement, Asha, is if you remember Monday night, everyone suddenly turned around and went, "Right, that forum tomorrow, he's having it. We're going to find out." And we were never going to find out. And he's never going to come out and say anything. But everybody went in thinking that there was going to be a manager un- un- unfurled or there was going to be a-, a statement or an explanation to what's happened. Yeah. That, what, what he's done, and there's, there's a thing at work, not just my work, but work in general, where people have that thing, you know, where they, they say that meeting could have been an email. All they needed yeah. to do was a press release. Literally, it needed to be a press release. This is what's happened. Don't turn up and expect this. Um, with you know whatever it may be, we're going to cancel it tonight, and this was never going to be the situation. We were going to talk about this, 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 and this, and this information will be released via the press, via a face-to-face sit-down, whatever it is that we can control in due course. And nobody would have moaned about that. I tell you what, I wanted answering. You're right, Steve. They won't. I tell you what, I wanted answering. You went to one a few years ago, Ash. I want to say three years ago, four years ago. And uh, somebody, some, somebody stood up and said, why aren't we doing what Brentford are doing? Look what they've done. And, and he said, we're looking to implement a, um, we're looking to implement a, a structure like that, a system like that. Where's the answer to that? What do we do about that? But no, we're asking about, I think you're doing a great job, Chan Serial. I think you're great. Get in the fucking bin. Where's the Brentford thing? Tell me about that. Was that discussed at all? Nah, because you forgot about it, wasn't it? fuck's sake what's the point of them then? <laughs> like what is yeah. the fucking point hey, a man that rich Go i can tell you it. now a, a man them. that rich is not after he's not after feedback at all he's not after feedback just, just he's never after feedback because a man who ingratiates himself so much into uh transfers so much into the day-to-day running the club He's not after fucking feedback. He's the rich one. He's the he's the king of the castle. I, do you think he's going to listen to Trev from Mexbra? You know what I mean? Or even Braithwaite and Son, who he pays. He don't give a shit. The one of one of the things was, was to come out of it is, is obviously transfers. Obviously, his what and what annoys me, and I don't know if, if people have ever listened to one of his things. Is, is he always comes and says, "My people, my people tell me, my people tell me, my people tell me." Who are these people? Are they Liam Dooley? Are they Trevor Braithwaite? Are they who? He doesn't. He, he doesn't say. Obviously, he doesn't name things. But then it's like the transfer thing. He says they've got a transfer um, committee um, that's been talking. They bring him transfers. Mm. They bring whoever mm. transfers, uh, and not just the manager. So it wasn't just Darren Moore. It, there's a committee. Uh, someone asked, "Is it what, what's his name? Is it Paxau? Amadou Paxau?" So he, what's he, his name? <laughs> what's yeah. his name? Amadou, Amadou, Paxau. Amadou Paxau. And he, he addressed that and said he's his personal advisor. He's 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 a, his personal advisor. He's got nothing to do with transfers 
or anything like that. That's just his advisor. That's why he hangs around the club all the time, I believe. And, and that's it. So that no one knows that is it David Downs has left now to go to Blackpool, who was uh, yep. the, like a recruitment uh, manager, was he, or something like that. Yep. Uh, but he still has a committee. Uh, who these committee are, I have not got a clue. Um, and that's what people did ask that. Who, who are? Obviously, no manager. What's happening? Who's signing players? His committee. His committee have got a list of players that they've scouted, looked at, identified for whatever reason. Um, but that, so, that, sorry, sorry. No, you're all right. Go on. I was going to say that's what pisses me off because if you look at uh, end of end of April, start of May, you look at where we were sitting in third instead of second or first. You look at being four 0 down. You look at the the, the build up to the final. What were the noises that were coming out of Darren Moore about the summer and recruitment? It was always, we've got two plans. We've got one for League One, we've got one for the Championships. I've been looking at this player, I've been yeah. looking at that player. And it was always, yeah. I'm looking at the players, I'm coming up with it. I don't believe that for a they've second. Got, they've, still, they've still got, he did say that, they've still got those that them lists of players. They've still... Those players aren't going to come, because well, one thing I will say, that you look at the players that he's got in, Darren Moore has recruited a, a, a breed above generally speaking obviously there's been a couple of misfires but even on paper the players that he's got in that didn't do it were good signings at the time Adenaran, four million at everton uh lewis wing was was he not player of the year if not and we were up there and we were recruiting that level of player it didn't work out but nobody was upset when lewis wing came through the door darren moore did that darren moore got george byers in darren moore's got will volks in darren moore got mark mcginnis in and nobody will tell him get him in well, working together. Mm -hmm. you well, know. This, so this is it. So this this leads me hand in hand. Thank you, Ash, and uh, thank you oh, for yeah. representing the podcast uh, in in such a uh, difficult time. Uh, my, my, yeah, my favourite bit was about half past ten. You went fuck this. I'm off. I absolutely. No, <laughs> you I, went. I've had enough of this bollocks. I left. Holly, I left. Holly on the chat. Holly on the chat was like, Ash, go home. <laughs> yeah, Ash, go home. I think I left at something like half eleven. I think it finished at ten past twelve. I think something like. That. And oh, what man. I, what I believe, uh, I didn't miss much at the end. So, yeah, probably man's, man's got to work and stuff, Anna. About hand towels, <laughs> right? Then, so shit, there is it? a there is a large topic in hand. Uh, now this is it's usually at this point in time where two things happen. They always find some some toothless simpleton to talk to in the street on Sky Sports and go, well, I think we should get Pep Guardiola in. And uh, there's also a bit where people don't understand how odds work. So uh, what we're going to do is talk about the managerial people that we've had and we've spoken about. So last week, Carlos Cavalier was favourite and then... Uh, Chan Series liked him off at the fans forum and said he's never he's never coming back here. And then um since then we've had Steven Gerrard mentioned, Paul Ince, Giuseppe Iacchini, who I know fuck all about, and unlike the internet, I'm not gonna pretend to know anything about. Randomly, we've had creeping Benito Carboni, who's chucked his hat in the ring. Louis Boamorti for some reason got mentioned. Uh, and then Nathan Jones, Slavin Village, and current favourite Dean Smith. Simon, do any of these stick out to you? <laughs> do that face again. Do it again. Uh, he might not say a lot. He might not say a lot, but bloody hell, when he does, you don't I need to just, even say words. I uh, <laughs> no. Well, what, what, I mean, what's your concern, Simon? Please tell. What's some fucking concern? Right. Okay. So when we before we got to the four 0 and the come around and this. That and the other. I, I was a massive advocate of whatever happened, even after the 4-0, at keeping Darren Moore because I could see the good he was doing and the players he was bringing in, the continuity and the fact that three seasons in, he he's building a fantastic team spirit and everybody's behind him. And his recruitment, I thought, was absolutely superb. The lone players, you know, Mark McGuinness, you know, these sort of players, just brilliant. And then... The chair, and then we're obviously we're then we're two three weeks behind everybody because of the playoffs, and then that sound base that we had just disappears, just goes. So so, and and now we've got to start again. And out of all those, I would say uh, Dean Smith is it. He's probably the best choice out of that lot. 
not Paulins, please. Um, Giuseppe, what's his face? Base, Giuseppe Baseball Hat, no. Um, it, it's Carlos, definitely not. Um, I just hang on, hang on, Carlos, Carlos Cavallo. Now, Ash, was it was it you that said last week that he's taken two teams to the UEFA since since getting us to the playoff final, right? He's taken two teams well into the UEFA Cup. He's, uh, he's he's had a quite a decent career at a, a certain level um, since he left us. So would he not come back a better a better manager? Do you think, or do you think his relationship with DC would kind of fall back in the old ways? Uh, yeah, I think I think it was Blair that said it. I think Blair came up with some sort of stats and and gave gave through his history for the last seven years and twenty nine clubs or something daft like that. Um, yeah, something. It's yeah. You would look at, and, and I think he gave the thing of if you took the name off the top of the CV and it was a blank CV in front of you, and you, and he said, mm-hmm. uh, "This manager has applied for the job at Sheffield Wednesday. Would you be happy?" And you would say, "Look, he's he's kept somebody up who was certain relegation. I think in the Portuguese league um, or Spanish league. Sorry, where it's Celt uh, Real, Celta somebody Vigo. over Celta Vigo. Uh, he's got into European competitions with two." T- Unfancied teams, you would you'd look and go, yeah, yeah. But then you put the name on the top and you go, fucking no. First season, yeah. What is it? But what would be your issue with it, Simon? Um, he he created a lot of the problems that we're now trying to get ourselves out of. I he 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 was uh, he was part of that great dream, uh, and he ran with it through great great charisma, fantastic charisma, fantastic. front of the camera, probably complete opposite to me, including Darren Moore, um, every manager we've had since. Um, complete opposite to Joss, obviously. Um, wonderful, charming. The press loved him. He was on Sky. They're great. They loved him. Um, but he ruined very good players by his coaching techniques, telling uh, telling Wallace, who lived in Fleetwood, oh, just come over for the matches. We don't need to bother about training. You know, he, Hutchinson, Kieran Lee, now, Kieran Lee left the club, played quite well for Bolton, but Carlos murdered him in regards to trying to bring him back. Forestieri, it, it, it just, to me, the great first season was great. It was fantastic. Um, and then after that, he just ruined players. And look, I asked the question is why he can't stay at other clubs for a long length of time? Why, why is he this journeyman? Why does he leave? Why does he go, you know? I'd, I'd, ask, I'd ask those sort of questions. I, look, I like the bloke. I just feel that he creates huge divisions behind the scenes and we pay for that quite considerably. I'll tell you what, Simon, that, that, that was the greatest sentence I've ever heard. I'm going to slag him off for five minutes, but I like the bloke. He's top banana like. Yeah, because he's, he's, <laughs> because, because he is, he has that charisma. He's all right on the he? beat. He has that, he has, He's, he's, yeah, you'd want to go for a drink with him, but I wouldn't want him managing my football team, thank you very much. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be all right with uh, Chan Series 12-month rolling contract idea, though, wouldn't it? Because, obviously, if you don't stay long, you'd be off. Well, I, I believe well, that Carlos that, had I? a... Uh, quite Did he a have big... that as well? Well, carry on, lads. Yeah, all right. No, that was a joke. Stop carrying on. What are you doing? I was mid-sentence. Sure. He's still going. He's still talking. What is happening? I was, I was mid-sentence and you two had a back and forth. What's going on? I was trying to lead into some attack. I'm trying to make it up for being quiet for so long. This episode is not brought to you by um, Thornbridge Brewing Company. Anyway, listen to that. <laughs> so... Uh, Dean Smith is the current favourite. Now, I, I don't like using the odds uh, as a as a barometer. Reason being is is that because it's fucking ridiculous and people are stupid. Uh, but there's also there's also some rumours coming out of our local press talking about um, talking about that we're actually meeting him. The irony of it being that we'd already met him, and then there's a strong rumour today that we're actually meeting him tonight. So someone's lying somewhere. Unless this is a second meeting, I don't know. So, Stevie, talk to me about Dean Smith. And in fact, we'll go around the room on it because it looks like he's the leading candidate right now. Are you asking if I think he's the best person for the job? He's definitely the best person on the list. 
Well, yeah, it's, it's hard to disagree. If I'm honest, that that face that Simon pulled was 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 kind of the sort of emotion that I had with it when I, I was looking at. He's he's not somebody that really excited me, but you guys know me and where I was with Darren Moore. And I don't think anybody at the minute is going to come in realistically and and sort of take things to the next level from from my point of view. A lot of the noises are that obviously he's done it at a, a higher level. Um, he's done it at Premier League level. He's done it at Championship level, which is something that Darren Moore hasn't yet done. So it's already a step up. They'll be talking about the, the style of football that he's played and you know the analysis around Brentford and uh, Walsall and the progression that those clubs made under him and sort of building foundations for other people to kick on from. Um, in the cold light of day, he, he offends me a lot less than Paul Ince. He offends me a lot less than... Um, some of the other names that have been in there, I'm not necessarily overly enamoured with Iacini, I I is it? Um, the, the the fella from Parma uh, strikes me as another Yoss, potentially. I, I, I want to keep away from that. He knows the league, he's tried and trusted. Um, whether or not he can get a tune out of the squad that we're going to have with the resources that we're left with, I'm not sure about. Um, I have got somebody I'd, I'd rather have than him. Go on then. Um, and, and if push came to shove, I'm not saying it, it, it'd ever happen, but if, if it were left to me fantasy wise, I'd, I'd, I'd go free and effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's, he's, he's done a, a stellar job at Bolton. He's got him out of League Two. He's got him to the top end of League One. He's done it on a, a budget shoestring with limited resources. And let's be right, we went away to Bolton and we played out of skin this season to win 2 0, but they were good. And they were good yeah. before we blitzed. I'd, take, I'd actually uh, taken Michael Duff at, at Barnsley, but he's, um, only, he's only taken a job elsewhere well, as well. They, they, you flip a coin with those two when you think about it. Duff mm. came down from Barnsley, and uh, well, Barnsley came down and picked Duff up and have done a really good job. But you could slip a piece of paper between Bolton and Barnsley, really, and over, over the course of the season. And it just seems to me that Bolton are doing that under Everett, and Duff have kind of done that under Duff. Uh, sorry, Barnes, you've done that on the duff. Um, I, I, I think he's somebody that has definitely flown under the radar as a, a sort of potential uh, go-to. Well, if I if I go further down the list, Steve, Ian Everts at eighties to what eighties? So um, you've heard it here first, kids. Some some other names that are here, and you're going to love some of these: Sam Allardyce at forties, Frank Lampard at fifties, Jesse March at fifties. Um, also with Joey Barton. Uh, Oli Gunny Solskjaer, Steve Bruce is at 50, so Bruce is available, Ash. What about that? Uh, to, to be honest, Dan, I, I don't give a shit. I really I'm the don't. same. I find it really I know, hard I know to get excited. I know, I know it's quite, I know I am negative and it's a, a very blase thing, but it doesn't matter. It To me, it doesn't matter who we get in because we're all going to back them for the first 10 games. Mm -hmm. And when, when, when we don't win, they'll all be shit. Don't matter who you are, they're going to get out. So it's no good speculating who it's going to be. Oh, I'd like Dean Smith. I, I don't care because yeah. it, if it is Dean Smith, then brilliant. I'll take him on face value for what he does for Sheffield Wednesday um, thing because it, what he's going into, and I'm sure no manager would probably have the experience of working with our lovely owner and chairman. I'm yeah. sure it will be totally different from anything Dean Smith, if it is to be Dean Smith as had to contend with before I'm sure so and to have the the added pressure of only having 14 14 is it signed on as well so you've you've got to whoever it is is going to come in in the next well it's got to be the next four or five days surely it's got to be and it's got to be by Sunday night it's yeah. got to be by Sunday night we have somebody somebody so Monday morning nine o'clock we start six weeks behind everyone else but we're there and he's working away. Um, he's come, whichever manager it is, has come up to Chancery and he's, he's doing his best um, sell for the job. Of He's got his these plays he wants to do. He's got his, I don't know if they do interviews and spreadsheets and the PowerPoints and things like that. What, what heavy, and he goes to Chancery and says, look, because whoever it is who Chancery is going to be looking at must be in such a good position. So he's going to go in and... and cause, uh, they, they're getting fucking desperate. It, they really, I think, they are they really are getting desperate. So they're going to go to a manager, Dean Smith, and say, look, you're going to have 50, 50 pence and a Mars bar to spend. 
and he's going to go, no, I want this because I've got these targets that I've worked with or I know and these are going to come. And he, he wants X amount. He, he, he wants his 12-month rolling contract. He wants a two-year two fixed contract. I don't know whatever he wants. So I'm not bothered. Whoever it is, is going to come in. They're going to have a fucking proper, proper hard job on their hands. Whoever it is, yeah. um, it's going to be... And us fans, we've just got a... And it's easy to say, isn't it? Because it's a new season. We know already if Darren Moore was here, it was going to be an uphill struggle. I believe that anyway. Without Darren Moore, uh, it's it's a mountain. And we've we've surpassed them in the past with a 4-0. Of course we have. But it's a whole new ball game, this one. Uh, the, the guy who's going to come in is going to have to contend with demanding fans. And we are. And, and for everything, we, we believe we should be... Premier League fans believe we should be higher up, we should be this, we should be that. And it's just going to be such a hard thing for whoever comes in. So at the minute, I'm not bothered, to be honest, who comes in. I just know I'll back them because I know what a shit show they're going into. And and the first 10, 12, like I said, 10, 12 games, probably I'm not that bothered because it's going to, no, it's going to take, it's going to, I'm the same. you can't judge a manager knowing what we know and going into a shit show like this. And go right. Hey, whoever comes in and they win the first six games on the uh, opening up, and we're top of the league by end of August or whatever. Fucking bang on! But we've just got to be a bit realistic, and that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm realistic that it's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Would you have judged Darren Moore after six games? Oh, I did. I think I, I, on this on this program, I literally went fuck him. Took him too long, and it did. Took him six months to get his get his thing, um, but then what? It, to well, get then his he formation, and then once it did, it landed. But I wouldn't have given him that long to land it. But, he but would you have going, going forwards next season, knowing what we do now, with hindsight, does that not raise his stock a little bit? To think, I don't think Darren Moore would have seen November as manager of Sheffield Wednesday next season. Well, that's 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 why I would imagine that. The twelve-month rolling contract was was on the table because he had a twelve-month exactly rolling contract, and it was all right for him when he got relegated. He got twelve months and then stayed again twelve months. But then, obviously, got promoted, and he wanted two or three years. Mm -hmm. Then Chancery's gone. No, you can have twelve months like you've had for the last two and a half years or whatever it was. Yeah. And if it, if he said no, I want longer, and that's what the disagreement is, and other things, obviously, budgets and staff and whatever, then that's that's not. All chance theory that could be a bit of more, and I'm sure there is a bit of yeah, if and all that. So, um, if if whoever comes in accepts a 12 month contract rolling and they get promoted, just say, then obviously <clears throat> they'll be wanting more, but then you don't know if you get promoted to Premier League. Chance theory might go, actually, I don't have to pay this guy off, he's took us up, I can go and get an A list, or he thinks he could get an A list. I think that's a, an excellent point, and it's something that I, I might have said on here, but I think, or, or said it privately. I think ultimately, what we need now, whether it be Dean Smith, whether it be somebody else coming in, we've got a wish list or whoever it is. We need somebody who can give us stability next season. Um, Chan Series, he's in fantasy world if he thinks we're going to be anywhere near top six, as far as I'm concerned, as it stands tonight. But if we can stay in the championship next year and, and, and solidify our status and get a little bit more finance behind us, then that's absolutely fine. And if it means that somebody comes in and just does a job for 12 months, I'm all right with that. You've just said there, in the same sentence, uh, we need somebody to come in with stability with Chancery in charge. And then you went, and Chancery is in fantasy world. Of course he fucking is, Steve. Like, you know, that's like pointing at the sky and going, it's blue. <laughs> right listen that, that's an hour we could go on all night on this one but listen just before we go we're still raising money via our buyers of coffee foundation as it were so if you go onto our twitter our pinned tweet uh, is a link where you can donate three quid now uh, we've been discussing this on 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 uh, behind the scenes and as soon as we get to 65 quid we're gonna uh, we're gonna raffle off a, a shirt for the uh for for somebody who wants to get a shirt for somebody. Uh, we're hoping to then donate the money to uh, a better cause, one that we nominate amongst ourselves. So if you can get involved, that would be amazing. But in the meantime, thanks a lot for listening. See you later. 
The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.